John Cannon and the Congregation of Victory Church welcome you to this message from the Word of God. It is our heartfelt desire to see you grow closer to the Lord and to help you become all that He has created you to be. Our prayer is that through this ministry you would come to know Him in a greater way and that these teachings from Scripture would better equip you to fulfill His plan in your life. Now, let's join Pastor John as we study the Word together. Today I want to introduce to you a, um, one of my favorite verses in the entire Bible. It's a, it's a passage of scripture that we have tried to build our family upon. And of course there's many that we've done that with. But this one primarily is really, really close with me. And, and uh, through all the different counseling that, that I have done through the years as a pastor, it really boils down to a couple of things that need to be tweaked in people's lives. First of all are their priorities. You know, when you get your priorities out of, out of whack, guys, your life's going to be out of whack. I promise you. And what are our priorities? This isn't the message today, but what are our priorities? If you go to my, my blog at johncannon.org, you can read about the different priorities. But priority number one is, is our, our personal relationship with Christ. I mean, that's number one. In all of my counseling, whenever there's an issue and there's a problem, that's where we're going first. Okay? Because I promise you, if you don't have that where it needs to be in your life, everything else is going to be a mess. Okay? So priority number one is our personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. Priority number two, if we are married, is our relationship with our spouse. Okay? For all you husbands out there, the second most important thing in your life is your bride, your wife. That's priority number two. And then, of course, for the wives, it's your husband. That's priority number two. It's God first, and then your spouse. And then if you have children, that brings us to priority number three, and then it's my children. And then, of course, priority number four is my job and my career. Now, those things we must have and keep in that order. When those get out of order, I promise you, you're getting ready to turn off the main thoroughfare, the the highway, the interstate. You're going to get on some backcountry roads. There's going to be some potholes, some bumps in the road, some narrow narrow places you're going to go, and you may fall in a ditch along the way. I mean, you're headed for some, some bumpy roads in your life when you get those priorities out of order. But there's another area that I go to in individuals' lives in counseling many times whenever there's issues and there's problems in people's lives. And it it really drives me back to the Gospel of Luke chapter 2 and verse number 52. If you have your Bibles, turn there. Luke chapter 2 and verse number 52. Just to save a little bit of time, I'm not going to read all the Scripture coming down into this, but this is speaking about Jesus and and it talks about in uh, verse 51, he went down with them, came to Nazareth. He was obedient. The point is that they're trying to portray that, that our Lord as a child being raised under the tutelage of, of Joseph and Mary. He was obedient to them as a child. But then it says in verse number 52 that Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and with people. I think there are four areas in our life that we must keep balanced as a Christian, as a believer. And when these areas get out of balance, it's just like a tire on the car. When it gets out of balance, it gets real bumpy, doesn't it? The steering wheel starts to shimmy. The car starts to vibrate. When our wheel, our tire is out of balance, things are a mess. If you keep it that way for a long period of time... The tire will eventually start to wear in a particular side or area. 
It eventually leads to a blowout if you don't get it fixed, which can lead to a crash, and it goes on and on and on. And it all starts with getting out of balance. Oftentimes in our lives, our lives get out of balance. And so I want to begin a, a short series, about three or four weeks here, where I'm going to be speaking out of this verse. Because in all of my dealings with people, I want our church to be a healthy church. I want you to be a healthy believer. Okay? A healthy Christ follower. I want our church to be healthy. So you've got to keep the priorities in place. But then you also must maintain balance in life. So I'm going to be speaking this morning in this series, just introducing this topic to you, and then unpacking each of these four areas about balancing life, or living a balanced life. Father, I just pray and ask for your blessings on our time together this morning. And Lord, I I just know through experience and just dealing with people and pastoring the church that oftentimes we just lose focus and we, we fail to pay attention to... Some areas in our life which causes us turmoil and anxiety and a lot of different ills that come into our life. And Father, I I want our church to be healthy. I want every family that's represented here to be healthy. And I just pray, God, that you would speak to our hearts today. I ask you, Lord, that you would open up the Word of God and and help us to do an inventory in our own life. And help us to become a, a body of believers that... Live a balanced life, patterned after the Lord Jesus Christ in Luke 2.52. Ask your blessings on our time together. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I want you to take out your bulletin on the back side of this, a place for you to take some notes. And I want you to jot down a few things as we start talking about balancing your personal life. Balancing your private life. Balancing your personal world, if you will. And we must pay attention to this, guys, because it can easily get out of balance. And when it does, I promise you, you're headed for heartache. And I don't want you to be headed for heartache. Guys, you realize that everything in the world... Everything in the world hinges on the principle of balance. Now, I am certainly not um, a, a weatherman. I enjoy speaking with Eldon, and, and uh, he actually came into office this week, and we got to talk about some of what he was involved in uh, while he was in the, in the Air Force. And I love to hear his stories. And I'm not a weatherman. I don't have all the, the education about the, the tilt of the axes uh, that the earth is on, but I do know this. They tell us that if we were just a little bit closer to the, to the sun, we'd burn up. If we were a little bit further away, we would freeze to death. And the the world has to spin at an exact pace and time for everything to stay in order. The point is, the earth that we live on is balanced. And God has balanced it so that we can enjoy it and be prosperous. You think about this building that we're sitting in today. Think about the new building that we're building as, as you've been going out there and look at our new construction. You realize, guys, for that thing to be a solid structure... For us to feel safe in there, it must be built with balance. And you look at the engineers and all the drawings that, that's taken place. And look when Daryl and his crew and all the other guys get out there and, and they shoot all these different grades and all these different levels. And what are they looking for? They're looking for balance in the structure so that the structure will maintain the weight of the building and so we can be safe in there. And every building has the principle of balance in it. Even your own body must be balanced. When our body is not balanced, 
It's called disease or sickness, correct? I mean, when things get out of balance in our body, then we certainly start to feel the effects of that. All throughout life, everything in this world, it all focuses to equilibrium. In other words, the principle of living and maintaining balance. But many of us are like the guy that's spinning the plates on the stick. You know, you've seen them, the, the, the guy, and he, there's about eight or nine sticks out through here, and he gets the plate spinning on each one, and, and he's, he's frantically rushing down through there to get to the, keep the plate spinning on the stick, and by the time he gets to the eighth or the ninth stick and the plate that's spinning, he looks back, and number one's about to fall off, and he rushes back, and, and it, it leads to frustration. And that's one, a couple of things I want to share with you. Whenever we do not pay attention, to our private world, to our, our private life. You see, a lot of times, most of us pay attention to the public life. I mean, we pay attention to how we look. I doubt there's any of you that left the house, house this morning without looking in the mirror a time or two, right? Matter of fact, most of you, probably ladies, gazed in that mirror for a very extended long period of time. Maybe. I'm going to tread softly right there. Hoping and praying things get better, right? But, you know, we, we pay attention to how we look. We pay attention to the outside. We pay attention to how we smile. We pay attention to how we talk. We pay attention to what we wear. But oftentimes, our private life goes without a whole lot of attention. We kind of just stuff things in there and don't really pay much attention to it because we want ever, we know that everybody sees the public life. They see the outside and they can't see the inside. So a lot of times we'll, we'll dress everything up on the outside to make the outside of our lives look like everything's okay, but the inside's a mess. Right? And it's simply, I believe, a lot of times because we have not paid attention to the inside, to the private life. We work on the public life, and we don't pay attention to the private life. Dr. Howard Hendricks has this quote, and uh, he says this. He said, a lot of people's lives are like poor photographs, overexposed and underdeveloped. A lot of lives are like that. And guys, whenever we start living a life that is overexposed and underdeveloped, it's going to lead to two things. Jot these down. The first one is frustration. Whenever we live a life that's overexposed and underdeveloped, it's going to lead to a very frustrated life. Just like the guy that's trying to keep the plates on the stick. By the time he gets to seven, eight, and nine and gets those spinning, he turns around, one and two is about to fall off, and he's very frustrated and running back and forth, and oftentimes we get that way. We're paying attention to all these other areas in our life. We're not, we're not paying attention to the private life, and it becomes very frustrating. I know my own personal life. Whenever I find myself frustrated all the time, I know that something on the inside is not right. Because where the Lord is, there's peace. Right? There's harmony. And things get out of whack if we don't pay attention to it. And we get very frustrated. The second thing that happened, not only will we get very frustrated, but secondly, fatigue will set in. Have you ever found yourself just really just fatigued? And tired all the time. I mean, for an extended period of time. I, I, we all have seasons where we wake up, man, I just feel horrible today. And, and that's understandable. We all experience that. But I'm talking about those moments when you just really almost at the state of depression and you're just tired all the time. And, and fatigue is always there. And frustration is always there. It just may be that your life is out of balance. When life gets out of balance, then stuff like this happens. 
We become a very frustrated people and we become a very fatigued people. I love what Proverbs 28 and verse 2 says. It says, a man of understanding and knowledge maintains order. In other words, this is the man that's paying attention to the things that are taking place in his life. A man of understanding and knowledge, he's going to maintain that order, even in his own private life. And then, of course, 1 Corinthians 14.33, the Bible says, For God is not a God of disorder, but certainly of God of peace. So the fact that a lot of times we may be frustrated or fatigued is really, is really a sign that maybe our life is, is out of balance. So let's look at Jesus' life. Look, if you will, in Luke 2, in verse number 52. The Bible says, and here's our example. Here's how we are to live. Here's what we are to pay attention to. These different areas of our life that must be balanced. In Luke 2.52, And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and favor with God and with people. Jesus increased in wisdom. What is that area? What area of, of life is, is the area of wisdom? It's intellectually. Jesus increased intellectually. But then he says he also increased in stature. That's the physical part. Of our life. So we've got to pay attention to the intellectual side of our life. And we must also pay attention to the physical side of our life. But then it goes further. It said, and he was in favor with God. What is that? That's the spiritual side of his life. And then he was also in favor with people. What is that? That's the social aspect of his life. Guys, do you see what we must maintain order and balance in in these four areas if we are going to have balance in our life and live a blessed and prosperous life? I think we've got to pay attention to these things. We've got to pay attention to the intellectual side of our life. We've got to pay attention to the, the physical side of our life. We've got to pay attention to the spiritual side of our life. And we also must pay attention to the social side of our life. Now, those four areas I want to unpack for us over the next three or four weeks together. And we're going to take them one at a time. But the four areas that we've got to keep in balance is we need to have mental health. Okay? First of all, jot this down. We need to have mental health or mental balance. I love the scripture in Romans 12 and verse number 2. And by the way, all this is just by way of introduction. I'm going to slow down next week and start unpacking these one at a time. But in Romans chapter 12 and verse number 2, it says, Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed, how? By the renewing of your what? Mind. Guys, if we're going to maintain mental balance, then the only way we're going to do that is to the transformation of the mind. In other words, we're going to pay attention to what we read. We're going to pay attention to what we watch. We're going to pay attention to the eye gate. And we're really going to guard that because we want to have this mental balance. I love what Proverbs 23, 7 says. And guys, jot that reference down. You'll need that. Proverbs 23, 7 says this. As a man thinks in his heart... So is he. Guys, what we are thinking about is huge. It really starts to define who we are 
as a person. So we must be transformed how? By willpower? No. By working really hard? No. By the renewing of our mind, we must have balance there mentally. Then secondly, we need to have physical balance. What is the physical balance part? I love what 1 Corinthians 6 and 20 says. Get this. It says you were bought with a price. And that price was what Jesus paid for us on Calvary. When he died and shed his life's blood, that was the price that was paid for the sins of the entire world. Your sins, my sins, they were all placed on him at Calvary. We have been purchased and redeemed by the blood that was shed. Therefore, the Bible says, glorify God in your body. And guys, you realize the word to pay attention to that? The Bible says, I know a lot of times as Baptists, we don't like to preach about the body. Because we love the casseroles. We love the fellowship dinners. But guys, it's just as spiritual to pay attention to your body. And the Bible says that you were bought, you were purchased at a price. Therefore, glorify God in your body. Let me ask you a question. Are you honoring and glorifying God in your body? (laughs) I'm going to unpack this a little bit more probably in a couple weeks. And talk about the physical balance. But guys, when physically we get out of balance, it leads to a whole nother area of heartache and and, and just a a difficult life. And we must maintain that. I like the Peanuts cartoon where Lucy was playing baseball with Charlie Brown. You know, Charlie Brown's the pitcher. And Lucy's out in the outfield and there's a fly ball that's hit and it goes way into the outfield. And Lucy, I got it, I got it, I got it. She runs back, she got her glove up and plump. The ball lands right beside her. You remember that, that little cartoon? She picks the ball up and she runs back to, to Charlie Brown at the mound. She says, sorry about that, manager. She said, my body just doesn't seem to want to do what my brain tells it to do. And Charlie Brown took the ball and he said, I can understand that. He said, my body and my brain haven't spoken to each other in years. <laughs> sometimes we're like that. I mean, you ever sometimes, and I just get, I don't understand what happened to me this week. You, you ever been that that place where all of a sudden there's a pain where you're like, I've never had a pain there in my life? You just do something stupid this week, and maybe it's when you get over 45, you start having this stuff. Maybe some of you, somebody can speak to me about this. You know, I'm 47. So this past week, I was, I was actually making up our bed, and I reached down to pick up one of the ten pillows that are on our bed. You ladies are like that. You know, you know, one of the ten pillows and, that are on the bed, and I just reached down to pick it up, and I'm like, oh, I couldn't get up. I mean, I could not stand up. The lower part of my back, I don't, it's still hurting today. Man, I'm on ibuprofen like you wouldn't believe. I'm in pain even today standing here. I'm like, what in the world did I do? I picked up a pillow. I, I told Paul about it. He said, don't you wish it was some macho thing you could have been doing? Like holding up a car while somebody was changing a tire or, or something. But you picked up a pillow? <laughs> yeah, sorry. It just happens. But the thing is, we've got to pay attention to our, our bodies. And you ever been, felt like Charlie Brown, the, the brain and the body hadn't communicated in years? I've been there, done that. But listen, it's never too late to change, right? And we must pay attention to the physical side. But also, let's look at the third area, and we're going to unpack this in the, in the couple weeks. We need to have spiritual balance. And I think this is the most important, obviously. Uh, but all these we need to pay attention to. But we need to have spiritual balance. It says that Jesus increased in favor with God. And guys, we need to pay attention to our spiritual world, our spiritual life. 
as well as our mental life and mental balance and physical balance. We've got to pay attention to our spiritual life. In 2 Peter chapter 3 and verse number 18, it says, but grow. Here's the command. We were talking about some of the boundaries this morning. Here's one. But grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 2 Peter 3.18 We are commanded to grow. You see, God loves you too much to leave you the way you are. We should be growing spiritually. And we should take an inventory in our life and look back over the past years of our life. And hopefully we have grown spiritually. Hopefully we're at a new place today with Christ than we were maybe last year this time or two or three years ago this time. we we got to keep growing. we got to grow in two areas. we got to grow in grace and grow in knowledge. Now I know a lot of people that grow in knowledge that don't grow in grace. And then, of course, I know those people that grow in grace and they don't grow in knowledge. You've got to grow in both of those areas. You know, I don't know what it is, and, but it seems like the older I get and the longer I'm in ministry and the longer I pastor, it seems like the, the softer I get on some things. Now, I hope and play I don't, I don't get plum rotten. You know how you, how you feel a melon and it gets softer and softer and it gets riper and riper and eventually it gets rotten. I don't want to get rotten, but, but, but I got a little softer. I, I think that's grace. I think that's just growing a little more in grace. I go back to the day when I was pastoring one of my first churches. And back in the day, we recorded everything on cassette tapes. And, and I was listening. This is sometime back. I was listening to one of those sermons that I preached back in, back in the early 90s. And, and uh, man, man, good grief, that was horrible. I don't know why people even sat and listened to that. You're so hard and mean and nasty. Man, I was preaching the truth. But man, I wasn't packaging it up very well. And, and you know, hopefully you grow a little bit in that. So we're to grow in grace. And we're to grow in knowledge. Grace is the character in enjoying God and understanding more who He is. And by the way, none of us would be here today had it not been and were it not for the grace of God. Amen? So we need to grow in that, in that area of grace. But we're also to grow in that area of knowledge. In other words, we're to have a better understanding of who Jesus is. We ought to have a better understanding of, of how we are to live our life. We ought to have, you know, some of these cardinal doctrines ought to be the bedrock and the foundation that we have built upon. And we are growing in the knowledge of the Word of God. Not simply just knowing the books of the Bible, although that's a good start. But we're understanding the principle of each book and the doctrine of each book and, and who it's addressed to and, and what's taking place in that area. And we're growing in the knowledge of the Word of God so that we can become more like, like the Lord Jesus Christ. Another area we need to focus in, I've already hit this one, but we need to have social balance. And I'm talking about all of our relationships. You see, people look for balance in a, a lot of different areas. And you can be the wealthiest person in the world and not have social balance. I love what the Bible says in Romans twelve sixteen through 18. It says, be in agreement with everyone. Wow. Can we do that? Sure you can. With the help of the Lord, you can. Be in agreement with everyone. Do not be proud. Instead, associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Try to do what's honorable. In everyone's eyes. And if possible, on your part, live at peace with everyone. Now realize, it says on your part. Live at peace with everyone. And guys, that, that's, that's that social balance that I'm talking about. And if there's people that we're at odds with, we need to make those things right. 
on our part. They may not forgive you. They may never have anything to do with you. <laughs> oh, I got a story I can tell you right here. You know, we all have those people that just don't like us. For whatever reason, they just do not like us. You, you, you know what I'm talking about? Maybe you've ran across some people like that. Believe it or not, I have some people like that in my life that just do not like me. I mean, just will not talk to me, look at me, associate me. I ran into one of those persons back at Christmas. And I walk up, I'm standing in line, and this person's standing right in front of me. Now, they act like they didn't see me, but I walked into this glass office. The whole thing is glass. They saw me come in. Everybody sees everybody walk in there. And I'm like, holy smoke, look who's standing right in front of me. And I know they do not like me. But I thought, you know what? I don't have anything against this person. I love them. And by the way, they call themselves a Christian, and that's between them and the Lord. I'm not going to judge that. But I tapped the individual on the shoulder, and they turned around. And said, I gave them a, a big greeting. I put my hand out. How are you? <laughs> and they turned around and shook my hand, simply not even knowing who I was. And when they saw me, they would not speak to me. I mean, I was cold. I'm, I mean, cold, cold, cold. I mean, if looks could kill, I'd have been dead right there. Somebody had to call nine one one. It is over for me. Why do people live like that? But I thought, you know what? I, I'm taking the high road here. I'm okay with you. What's what's up with this? Now I realize there's people that aren't going to live in harmony with you, but don't let you don't you be that person. You take the high road. You look at someone in the eyes and tell them, "Hey, forgive me. I'm sorry. You know, let's let's move past this." Don't be one that carries a grudge for years and, and just refuses to speak. How childish is that? Hello. Let me read the verse again. I love this. It's the social balance that we must pay attention to in our life. Guys, if you don't get this one right, it's going to affect you in other areas of your life. Be in agreement with everyone. Do not be proud. Instead, associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own estimation. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Guys, don't do that. Try to do what is honorable in everyone's eyes. And here's, here's the verse, verse 18. If possible on your part. You see, I don't have any control on how other people live their life. And by the way, quit trying to control that. Just let that be between them and the Holy Spirit. I, I can't control that. I remember years ago as a pastor, I get so frustrated when people wouldn't do what I know they're supposed to do. And I preach on Sunday what they're supposed to do. They'd hit the altar, they'd pray, and they'd go right back out and do what I know they're supposed to be doing. Though they wouldn't do it. And then they'd come back to me and wonder. And I'm like, oh, I get so frustrated. And then I get frustrated with myself. And God, what am I not doing right? Why are people not doing what they're supposed to be doing? And finally the Lord thumped me one day and He said, Quit trying to do my job. I'll take care of that person. You just preach the Word. I'll take So I've kind of let that go. You know, it's between you and the Lord. Right? But as far as I'm concerned, if possible on my part and on your part, live at peace with everyone. I'm not going to unpack much more of that because we're going to dig into that one deeper here in a couple of weeks. Well, how do we get started? How do you get started in all of this balance? I think number one is this. You've got to take an inventory. I love Proverbs 14 and 15. I love Proverbs 14 and 8. Two verses here. Proverbs 14 15 says this. It says, A simple man believes anything, but a prudent man gives thought to his steps. In other words, a wise, prudent man is going to take time out to give thought to his steps. 
give thought to his wife. A simple man, a foolish man, just believes anything, everything's happy, everything's okay, everything's yes, and da-da-da, it's kind of meander through life. That's foolish. Stop. Take inventory. Proverbs 14 and 8 says this, The wisdom of the prudent is to give thought to their ways, but the folly of fools is deception. Guys, we must take inventory in our life. You must look at your own life and say, am I out of balance? In one of these four areas, is there some work for me to do? Whether it be in the social area, or the spiritual area, or the mental, uh, intellectual area, or the physical area. Are there some works that I need to be, do I need to be paying attention to some things? Take inventory in your own life. Ask, do I need mental balance? Do I need physical balance? Do I, do I have this lack of energy all the time? Am I always fatigued? Maybe the physical balance we need to pay attention to. What about the spiritual balance? Ask yourself this question. In my first reaction to a problem or situation, is it to pray or is it to go do something else? And I hope it's to pray. The spiritual balance we need to pay attention to and then obviously the social. So take inventory. Number two, jot this down. You need a plan of action. You need to write down a plan of action in every area of your life. I've got, um, I use, it's my notepad on my iPhone, and I use what's called Evernote. It's a free app out there you can purchase and download, and, and you can categorize everything. And, and I've got my life categorized in Evernote by those priorities. You know, my relationship with Christ, my wife, my children. And for me, it's all alliterated. It's, it's the letter P. It's a personal relationship with Christ. Um, I, I'm a, my personal relationship with Christ. Uh, my partner is my wife. I'm a parent, so it's my children. I'm a pastor, so then it's my, my career and, and my church and my pastoring. And I pay attention to those. And I have those categorized there. But I also have in Evernote these other four areas of my life. And I pay attention to the spiritual. And I look in my life, and, and boy, if there's an area in my life that I need to work or tweak, then I'll put a note or reference in something in my Evernote notes there under that category. And it just kind of helps me keep my life categorized. And if I look at my life and I realize that, hey, in one of these areas, I need to do a little bit of work, then I'll go in there and I'll sit down and I'll pray and I'll ask God for direction and leadership in my life, and I actually write out a plan. I, on my, I do it on my iPhone or either on my computer with Evernote, and I put my action plan in there. Things that I need to do for my sake, that I can be balanced in these areas. Guys, we've got to write down a plan. You see, the greatest intention is not good enough, and it'll never get done. We can have wonderful intentions but until we get what I like to call action steps, until we write out a plan, and we need to be intentional about this. Most of us write out a plan for our finances. Most of us write out a plan for our career. And why don't we write out a plan for our private life in these four areas that Jesus increased in? I think we need to write out a plan. Ephesians 5 and 15 says this, Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise. And God, if you slow down and unpack that a little bit, you're paying attention to your life. We need to do an inventory in our life. And then I think we need to write down a plan of action. And step number three is this one. It's the most important one. Is you need to establish the Lord Jesus Christ at the center of your life. Matthew 6, 33. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these other things will be added unto you. What are we to do? Seek Him first. Put Him first in our lives. So guys, I've said all that to say this. As we start unpacking these areas that we need to maintain balance in, 
I want you to know it starts right here. It starts with having a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. It starts by having everything where it needs to be in its proper order. Everything between me and the Lord has got to be okay. Are you there? I wonder as every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Let me ask you, are you there? Think about your life. Take an inventory in your life. As you think about an action plan, I want you to think about this first and foremost. Is Christ at the center? Is He at the center of your life? You see, if He is not, then I promise you everything in your life is going to be out of balance. It's going to be out of balance. You see, it's just like a will. All of the power in that will comes from the point of the hub of that will. And from the hub of that will, all of the power is sent out through the will to do whatever it needs to do. But the power comes from the hub. The center of that will. Guys, the same thing is true in our lives. Christ must be at the center of our life. We must be in a right relationship with Him. Is Christ at the center of your life? Is He at the hub of your life? Is everything well between you and Him? I mean, really, is everything well? If you were to die right now, Do you know without a shadow of a doubt? Think about this. If you were to die right now, do you know that without a shadow of a doubt that you can make heaven your home and that you could stand before the Lord and that you would be able to hear Him say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into the joys of the Lord. Guys, it's written in Scripture that Jesus is going to say that to some people. Can he say that to you? I hope and pray he can. But Jesus is also going to say to some people when they stand before him according to Matthew 7. And he's going to say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. And Matthew 7 teaches us that those people are going to reply back to Jesus. and They're going to say, Lord, we prophesied in your name. In other words, we taught Sunday school and we preached messages and we shared the gospel and we talked to other people about the word. And uh, and he's going to say, I never knew you. And and then they're going to say, they're going to argue, but but Lord, we've done many wonderful good works in your name. I mean, we gave a cup of cold water to those that were thirsty. We gave food to those that were hungry. and, And we worked in our community and we counseled and we helped people. But Jesus will say to some people that day, this is all in Matthew 7. He'll say, depart from me. I never knew you. Guys, listen. It's not about doing good works. It's about knowing Jesus and having a personal relationship with Him. Do you know Him? Do you know Him? Is He at the center of your life? And guys, as we start unpacking this this sermon series on the balanced life, we must have Jesus at the center of our life. Is He there for you? If you're here this morning and you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, my prayer is that you'll do that today. And I want to help you right now. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, I want to help you right now. Accept Christ as your Savior right now. Just, just I'm going to pray for you. And you just repeat this prayer silently and silently.
be sincere in your heart and, and just repeat this after me. Just say, dear God, I know that I'm a sinner. And I just pray that you would forgive me. I repent of my sins. I ask for your forgiveness. Forgive me right now, Lord. I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you did go to the cross and and all the sins of the entire world were placed upon you there. And I think you died there for, for me. I believe that. I believe you were buried and you rose again victoriously out of the grave. And, and right now you're seated by God the Father and now you're my advocate. and You're making intercession for me. And right now I just want you to know that I'm sorry. Forgive me of my failures and my faults and my sins. Come into my love. Be my Lord. I'm going to set you on the throne of my life. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. Save me today, Jesus. If you're here this morning, as heads are still bowed and eyes are closed, if you're here this morning, you prayed that prayer, I want you to know that right now God heard your prayer. And He has saved your soul. You've got some growing to do. But you are saved this morning through what Jesus did for you on the cross. But maybe you're here and you think, Preacher, boy, my life is a mess. I've accepted Christ, but man, I just haven't paid attention to the little things in my life. And, and it's just a mess. I'm just afar from God. Let me help you right now. Why don't you pray something like this? Just repeat this silently and softly and sincerely right there where you're sitting. And just say, Dear God, I'm one of your children. I'm coming home this morning. I'm starting this brand new year. And I want to reestablish my, my fellowship with you. God, it's been broken. I know I've messed up. I know, God, I've done some things wrong. I just pray you'd forgive me. And God, your word says in 1 John 1, 9 that, that if we confess our sins, that you're faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. God, right now I'm confessing my sin to you. If you know what that is right now, you confess it right now to the Lord. Confessing my sin to you right now. I ask you, God, to forgive me. Restore me to a right fellowship with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Father, for those that have prayed this morning, I just ask you, God, that you'd give them peace that passes all understanding. Pray, dear God, you'd give them assurance in their heart and their life that they've done business with you today. Father, I just ask that you help each and every one of us to place you at the center of our life. May you be the hub. May you be the nucleus. May you be sit on the throne of our life. May, may everything in our life revolve around you. Help us to submit to you as our, as our Lord living a life and striving to live a life that pleases you. Father, have your will and way in this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining us for this message from the Word of God. We know that the truth you have just heard will change your life if you believe it and intentionally apply it. 
If you need someone to pray with or maybe you just want someone to talk to, please call us at 618-622-9360. That's 618-622-9360. Or you can email us at victory at victorychurchonline.net. If you're interested in obtaining more teaching materials or if you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, please contact us. You can email or call or send a request to 715 Lake Point Center, Suite 109, O'Fallon, Illinois. 62269. Come and check us out on the web at www.victorychurchonline.net. And again, we thank you and are glad you could join us.